one and all, back to another edition of the Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, and you are joining me live in the Dot Comedy Studios. My number alone, my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to people. Hey there, friends. Hey, 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 hey now, man. It's another fun week with Dot Comedy, Joey LaFaro. We do not have Candace this week, but we do have a special guest. Yes, we do. Joining us on the Dot Comedy. Let's see who's sponsoring this week's hotline. That would be Atomic Music Hotline. Atomic Music Hotline. Atomic Music Hotline. Mr. Is- Is- Ishmael Gaynor. Well, I don't know if he's on there. Is he up? Hello? Hello? Hey, there you go. What's good? What's good? What's good? I was I was trying to get something to eat, but it was all. <laughs> he was talking to me. I heard y'all say, and Ishmael. I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's get another. Let's go, y'all. How y'all been? What's going on, man? It's good to have you on the Dad Comedy Podcast. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all having me. My first time on here. Yeah. I've known y'all for like six years. But it's cool, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. <laughs> I, you know, I appreciate y'all. We weren't doing this for like three years. Three of the six, we weren't doing it. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. cool so it's not cool, as cool. bad. No, it's not quite it's as not bad. It's not good, but it's not <laughs> as bad. Yeah, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah. We have no well, for I mean, a number you know, of years. It is what it is. How y'all doing, though, man? How y'all feeling? Doing good, man. Doing real good. The Lord That's is good, blessing man. us every day, and every day okay, we keep getting right. stronger. So, Marcus, you starting off with the Lord early, huh? Yeah, you you gotta, starting off with the Lord early. I got to right? add him in there. Got to put him in Trying to get all of the, the positives out early. Yes. I understand, brother. Because later on in this episode, I might get canceled. So, I need to, I need to make <laughs> sure that uh, I at least have the Lord on my side at the beginning. You know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> as, long as, as long as Jesus loves you and the Lord loves you, you know what I'm saying? Nobody else can can say anything about you. Let yeah. no man cancel what the Lord has put on this earth for everybody to enjoy. If, if the Lord canceled... Hilarious. I need you to turn down New York in my headphones. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I hear random people ranting in the background. I don't want none of that. I don't <laughs> want none. I just got back from there. I I, I, I appreciate it. I do. Just, just not right now. I don't want to have my bacon and cheese. Here's <laughs> Sorry. What's funny is is that like somebody adapt somebody else and then like three people walked over and just started talking and I was like, damn, nobody was here two seconds ago. <laughs> um, um so like if if the Lord cancels you, isn't that just getting smited? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Yes it is, yes it is. Without a doubt. And the Lord shall not smite those who he seems who he deems fit. To carry on the word. What's the, the past tense of smi- smite, smited, smoke, smoted, smoked, smitten? No, that can't be right. Smooted? Is it smoothied? He did. He Smooted is is when God cooks you French style. <laughs> oh man, Joey. So what's going on, man? It's been it's been a week. It hasn't been a long week. We we didn't mm. we didn't take our, our we we came back last week after our little break. We did. And we're back in the building. So what's been going on with you, man? You been having a good week? Comedy happened. Comedy twice. Uh, we did. We mm-hmm. did it. We did. We had a reunion with Jesse Rebus at a pool. Yes. In Rockville, um, and performed for uh, eight octogenarians. Yes. I don't know why there was a pool involved. It was. A, it was a pool. It was a pool for COVID. But I did like a theater in the round comedy thing there, which I didn't think was uh, something that was new. So that was that was fun. Uh, 
Looked like Dane Cook up there in his uh, shocker. Well, I someone had to. Like, there was nothing else going on for that show. That yeah. show needed needed some juice. Need a little extra. <laughs> oh man! And then, and then there was Saturday. All right, so so back to back to the back to the Thursday show. Okay. Thursday was a fun experience. Jesse Rivas putting that comedy back, the that comedy team back in the building one more time mm-hmm. out in out in Rockville. We uh did did our 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 fun um was that residential. Our residency in Rockville. We have a residency in Rockville. We uh, we we came where at in Rockville? Uh, at, at the uh, Kings Farm Sporting Complex. Ooh, an apartment. I like Kings Farm. Apartment gig. <laughs> Our apartment gig. We do nice we do shows for the whole neighborhood, so everybody can hear us make jokes. No, we've done shows there before, but usually they're inside. But because of COVID, we were we were, they put us out by the pool. Mm-hmm. I'm, nice. I'm surprised nobody threw my mic in the pool. I'm surprised I, that nobody slipping, sliding, and busting their ass at a pool. You don't want to do stand up at a pool. Here's the thing: that's a slippery ass area. I almost threw the mic in the pool, but not by thro- like not because it was the mic. I wanted to throw one of the comics in the pool because he in he like just decided he was at an open mic all of a sudden and was like, mm, "What do I want to talk about?" and pulled out his notebook and I'm like, "Yo, you're this is this is not that this is not that not that gig." It's not that that place. Like, it, like if I don't care what you're getting paid. If you're getting paid, don't be an open micer. Like yes. for that for that period of time. Be a pro for that moment. Man, I don't care. Anytime I get on the stage, I'm being a pro. I'm not. I don't give a fuck if I get paid or not. You know, like people care about your representation. At least how, how you come out, how you how you represent yourself. So if like you you come out there and you be like, man, notebook. I'm like, you wasn't prepared, bro. You ain't checked your set before you got that. up here. Yeah. Yeah. I hate I that. I forget jokes, but I'll riff if I forget a joke. I'll okay. at least do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the more suitable way to, to handle that situation instead it, of keeping a book with you. It blows my mind, like guys who will like bring a notebook, tell a joke that they don't like they don't even act like they're not interested in, and then be be like have an attitude about people not laughing at it. It's like Bro, you don't think it's funny. That's why you <laughs> like <laughs> you know what you know who who does that masterfully though? Yeah. Dion Cole. Well, that's a part of his act. That's it's his bit. It's different when it's a part of your act. Yeah, he does. He's not a part of your act. Well, I mean, he he up top, he cares about those jokes, <laughs> but he wants you to know. He wants you to kind of pretend like, well, if you don't care, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but sometimes them joints don't work. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even when he do the whole act and everything, sometimes it just don't work. So you know. And you could incorporate that, but when you're at an open mic. Like when you're trying, like I get it when you're Dion Cole, but like these, no, you're not. Like I don't, you're not Dion. I don't Cole. care who your influences are that you're trying to emulate. You ain't them. Anyway, sorry. Not so, at a pool in the Rockville. But I, I do like that. Like I want to do more. I want to like have a recurring show at a pool, and we just throw the person in if they if they're like doing that doing bullshit. If they're trash, yo. If they're wasting the audience's time. Joey, if you ever throw me in a goddamn pool. I, I remember when Joey had a broken foot. I'm breaking the other foot. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You are not throwing me in no goddamn pool. If I bomb, let me leave. Right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's not about. Now, if, I bring out the no- if I break out the notebook, then throw me in the pool. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's not It's not based on if you're if you're bombing or not. Like, we'll give you the light. But if you do that, if you do that unprofessional shut, like, uh, have an attitude uh, pick fights with the audience, uh, like do that dumb little like p- 
pull out the notebook. Mm, I don't know what I want to do here. Like this is, and it's not an open mic. You're you're getting wet. Like that's the way. That's just how I feel about it. It's hey, like that should be the name of the show. Oh, you're, you're getting you getting wet. You getting wet. Hey. Getting wet comedy show. That's it. Getting wet. <laughs> you should have a drop for that on the on the on the DJ board. And that's oh, how you, know you getting wet. Because the audience is yes, bored, right? Getting wet. And then I'll be telling their joke. Mm, what do I want to talk about? You getting wet. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh hell no. And then and then it's just me chasing them around until I can throw that's them like in the, the new pool. Keys night. You ever been? You ever done a keys room? No. Oh, okay, it's a black room thing. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it, but it, some people do other different things. It's like keys. So if you bomb, or if the crowd thinks you're doing bad, they just start jingling keys. No, oh. you get jingled. If everybody jingles keys. You got to leave the room. I always think of like Showtime at the Apollo with the cane coming out of the side, or the Sandman coming down, coming out on you. It's similar. It's similar. It's similar to that. It's the same type of setup. But before they used to do the Sandman. Uh, people used to do keys, and that was like the okay. original way. It used to be the keys, and then uh, they still do this in New York sometimes. Some black room, you go to some old ass black room, they start jingling keys. Ain't nothing worse than hear the whole room jingling keys at you. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that means it's time. Because sometimes you just walk up and they just start jingling keys, but like it's just be stupid. We said we had a similar thing in football where, when the uh, when the opposing team was down by enough, mm-hmm. we just start jingling keys as it, or. Or shaking keys, telling it's time for them to go. Is that time for y'all to go home? It's, it's forty-seven to two. Hey, I'm dead. I'm dead. Y'all, y'all got that safety? That's all y'all getting today. Hey, if you if you go on a date and and she jingles her keys, it means something else. So that means she rubbing the balls. And hopefully those or, balls are smooth. Or she's looking for a chauffeur. <laughs> those balls are smooth. Would smooth my balls. Turf tr- turf chopper three uh, that's right. Smooth my balls. Another corporate sponsor for the Dot Comedy Podcast. Yes. Oh, niggas got sponsors here. Well placed. <laughs> y- yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, okay. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Do we all get? Do we all get the gift, or just y'all? We 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 all we we, we give y'all a hearty discount. You get a nice size discount on oh, the gift. Heard, heard. What, what's the discount? What's the discount? Twenty percent. Twenty percent off. Okay. Twenty percent. But, but that's y'all a get a fifth. Free. That's a whole fifth off. Fifth. Fifth. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Fifth off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, man. But then, what else happened to you this week, man? I heard you had another show. You had another show at uh, the Ugly Mug. So this show. Another Black Star production. Yes. And it started out fine. and uh, But my girlfriend came with me to support. Okay. It was it was one of our nights, and she and thankfully she supports what I do, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, yes, it is. Um, unfortunately, uh, her uh, faithfulness was not well rewarded by the night uh, okay. because I while whilst I was uh, doing some uh, you know general service contracting for uh, for. <laughs> For Black Star Productions, yes. I was <laughs> for Starstruck Productions. Since Joey uh, Lafaro is their doorman, I was Starstruck. doorman and soundman, and you know <laughs> the various other th- services I provide. Um, the uh, one of the guests invited himself to sit at her table. You sit with your girl, and then he decided to buy her a drink, and she pointed out, like, okay, but. My man is there. Like you met him. Mm-hmm. My man. My man is at the door. Yeah. 
So she texted me like, "Hey, uh, he bought you know she's he's like you know she's just like okay he's kind of drunk he's being friendly whatever okay I'm just gonna like you know be like kind of be cool about it mm-hmm. and she sent me like oh he you know he sent me a, he bought me a drink I said okay tell him thank you whatever I don't mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make too much out of nothing and he wants to do that and he knows that hey it ain't, it ain't shit going down and yeah. whatever until so but so she waits until after i go up after the night's ended to inform me that what he did next was pressure her into taking his phone number okay and then this motherfucker pulls up a dick pic on his own phone a dick pic yes and and slow slides it onto the table hold on hold on wait a minute wait a minute so she told him she had a man. Yes. She told him her man was on was was a comic that was going up that he met. And she said and and she de- and he decided that that was the opportunity that his opening to sit to show her his three quarter inches of fun. That, that's, that's, all, that's all a little dick. That's a little dick energy, right? That's the that's, smallest of dick energy. That is small dick energy, if I never heard it. Because hey, that big dick energy would just be, hey, I'm gonna buy you a drink, and I got all this money. I'm gonna just spend it on you. That's big dick. Joey, energy. I just, can I ask a question, Joey? Yep. Um, this is the same girl, you, black girl, right? Jewett? No. Yes. Okay, cool. I, I just remember you did have a black girlfriend. I just didn't remember if it was the same girl or not. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not sure. Well, it's, not, it's not the same girl. I, as I don't know what the when last you were, one. When you were living here, it's not the same girl. I'm not sure what the last one you saw was. There oh, have been nah, several. It was, it was, um, man, I saw you post a picture or something, I think it was. Then that was um, a long time ago. It depends. I don't think you posted right, a picture. Man, I, I, I ain't trying to get picture. you caught up in these streets. Look, this is what I'm trying <laughs> 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 I wasn't trying to put you in a spot. I just was just like, you know what, bro? I just I just knew it was a black girl. I was just, I wanted to make sure that information was out. And then, um, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta, like, Soon as he would have sat down with the drink, just be like, "Look, bro, I know you trying to, you know, you trying to scoop up on the shorties, but this is my short. You know what I'm saying? You gotta just, you gotta like, let differentiate." That. Well, I but, see. Was he a brother? <sighs> was it a brother? Tell me the truth. I mean, his name was Jabari. Okay, yeah, he was I believe. He was a brother. He was black dude, or he was Filipino. <laughs> no, he... <laughs> hey, I ain't never met a Filipino named, named Jabari. Maybe he's from Wakanda. He, he might be. You know what I'm saying? That's, that sounds like a Umbambe. Yeah. <laughs> Umbaku. That is his name. His name, his real name was Umbaku. He was dead because he needed someone to come and take because over I the village. Because I will feed you to my children. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing. So, I already, you know, as, as I have often expressed, I consider myself off-white. Yes. This is one of those times where my off whiteness was tested because like where I come from and my you know being from PG County and talk your shit king talk your shit Like if I <laughs> if that's a fight that's a fight like that's it's automatic fight. that that you picture out dot like hands like that's it you mm-hmm. get your hands up you're going down mm-hmm. it's happening um mm-hmm. she foresaw that and said I'm take this out your hands because I need you to get this house and this money, and I can't have you getting stabbed or shot or whatever down the road. Mm-hmm. So she basically decided to I'm gonna I'm gonna put up with this nonsense so that the dream can stay alive because she's just that that kind of person. Okay. 
Um, but she went high when he went low. But being again, so like there's a there's that that quarter of me that's like okay, hand time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a other seventy five percent that was like, but there'll be legal ramifications because I look how I look, and that means it's probably going to be considered a hate crime. Oh yeah, it's going to be a hate crime because he gonna die. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You gonna hate the way that you he beat his ass because he was coming. He said the dick pic. Every cop understand that language. Yo, he showed his dick. He showed his dick to my girl. That's all you gotta say to the cop. Yeah, that doesn't justify murder. It's it's uh, won't justify. Joey, Joey, you gotta take it a step lower than murder. You gotta yeah, you gotta gotta, you gotta come back a little bit. I don't. I have. I like. I don't have. I Joey has rage issues. No, I just am not. I'm a very all or nothing person. So if you if you push me to the point of violence, I'm ending it forever. Like I'm not gonna let you do that to me again. Joey, you still in MMA? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You choose. Like, I don't even have that much leeway. Like, I'm fat. Like, I if I go to choke you, it's gonna happen fast. Like, it's not uh, like oh, like hey, hey, you're gonna go night night. It's like hey, you're gonna go. Oh, you're away. You're unconscious. Like, it's there's not a lot of space to close in that vice. It's it's as soon as that lock happens, it's over. I got you. Okay, so so this was also a show that you that you invited me to to come out to. Yes. Now, how do you think this night would end if you and I both were there? Because <laughs> I would have been in a stationary spot to probably see this interaction mm. and see this all happen. So, being your this brother, would've, this would have been this would have been the best WWE tag team match. It would have been a two on one tag dude, match. That was that was the WWE champions. Y'all remember that back in the day? Who, uh, uh, then, like, one of them used to do the worm or some shit like that. There was a black dude with him. <laughs> it would be Black Hercules and Cannonball. Like, Marcus would just pick me up and hurl me. Throw him at people. And I'll just reach maximum density and hit him with the force of a neutron star. Yeah, that would have been, been a bad situation. And then I'd hit him, and then the, a black hole would appear. It would suck him in, and then you'd hear that song that plays where you're going, and he just float away <laughs> into string theory. Ah, okay. But that would have been a bad situation. And uh oh, I, all the and, way and, and uh I'm here to tell but the world. But also if 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 I if I didn't have to stand near the door the whole time, uh-huh. I could have, you know, been around more. Yeah. To deter. Joey. Although Joey, he, you know I knew you know how I knew you was like, you know, partially black or like you kind of partially black. You run this podcast with two other black people, and ain't no regular white people doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You out here running. You got a black girlfriend. You probably you probably came to the Million Man March at least one time. You know what I'm saying? What of them? Did you? How many times you watch Black Panther? I think twice. Yo, see, regular white people could not stomach all that blackness at least one time. They I mean, the film. I've been over this. Like, white people make me uncomfortable, especially large groups of them. That's growing up in PG County. That's just yeah. that's if you if you if Joey grew up around nothing but blacks, so it was one of those things where he just stuck. Like if he grew up in Montgomery County, he'd understand more about the white end of his spectrum. Because okay, I grew up, I, I grew up a little bit in Montgomery County, so like mm-hmm. I do understand white people. Oh, but yeah. I did grow up also around a ton of black people. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I, I grew yeah. up. I grew up in DC. My my, my lineage goes DC, Montgomery County. And I graduated high school in Montgomery County, so I know. What high school you went to, Mark? Blake High. Oh, 
Well, did you go back when it was like they only they had like only a ninth grade? Was it like well, ninth, ninth and tenth? Like, yeah, when we opened, it was ninth and tenth. Bruh, I, I my brother was supposed to go to Blake, and then he ended up going to Rockville High School, cause you know they like right near. They're like not near each other, but you know, like in that weird area. Where, oh like, yeah, where you could just choose yeah. where you go to school because yeah. it, it's like twenty yeah. high school. It's twenty high schools in Montgomery County, and like fifteen of those twenty are all within like ten right miles of each other. Yes. I went to Rockville High School. Okay. And I could have went to Richard Montgomery because Richard Montgomery is closer to, to my house than Rock Rockville. Yeah. But I had to go to Rockville because I lived in Maryville. My brother okay. went to like my huh? brother went to Richard Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to go to Richard Montgomery because they was a four A football team, mm-hmm. and and Rockville was two A. What yeah. year? So, uh, I went to Rockville. I would have graduated two thousand nine, but I graduated in Norcross, Georgia. Oh, you. So I ended up moving to Georgia after that. Oh, you would have. Okay. You would have been a whole different. <laughs> oh yeah, you. It's a whole different four year period. Yeah, you. you. <laughs> oh yeah, great, great. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, nah, I would have had a had a really good time, man. Really good solution. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Actually. Well, no, yeah. If he had gone to Richard Montgomery, he wouldn't have met. I would have been his coach. You would have been my coach. I was a defensive line coach in two thousand seven. At RM. At RM. It was my one and only year of coaching. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. Joey, you know what? Your theory of you being off-white is starting to make more sense because you look young as fuck for a white boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm a quarter Lebanese. It's not, I mean, I'm just, like, doing the math. Like, I'm, I, like Man, I said, that's it's... just a different type of white. That is not. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. I said off-white. It's like the bone white. It's in the same section of the paint aisle. Oh, it's Lord. just a shade that's not, like, going to go. That's you paint your apartment with. Yo, it's all these bikes coming up the street. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what that's the Rough Riders. Are the Rough Riders uh, pulling up behind you? Israel is Israel is a, is a, is a, they about to stop and get some fries with you. You should have been you should have been here for Dmx's funeral, man. Oh, I know, I know it was bananas. I know it was bananas. Bro, it was because um, I do stand up at, at the, uh, the Grizzly Bear, and so like a decent amount, not all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm like I'm there to like network and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there. They bring, like, the whole Rough Riders, like, riding through every street, every hood, and they're down by the pair, just making mad noise, doing the pop shots with their little, little trunks and shit. It was ridiculous. I was like, nigga, y'all, DMX, I mean, I know he was legit, but damn, y'all can keep the noise down. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I was, on, I was on stage. You can hear these niggas from the stage. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 New York does this fun thing of being ridiculous and shit. They they go from they go from okay to ridiculous really quick. Like no. it's, a good, yeah, like, no. it's like I understand I understand one to one to one memorialize DMX and uh, go hey man this is our guy. But then you just get to a ridiculous ass point with this shit. No, it's the thing is New York's just ridiculous all the time. So you get desensitized to it. That is true too. 
It isn't until I was on this podcast that I realized how much noise was happening right now. I feel bad. Yeah. I tried to go somewhere quiet, and then I went somewhere I feel noisier than where I was at. <laughs> and you were in the middle of the street. I mean, we, we literally, we asked for this. We knew, we knew they. <laughs> it, was, it was, honestly, it was quieter when you were walking to wherever you went to eat. <laughs> we are right now. Because that was a police station where I was <laughs> I ain't want to do a whole podcast in front of the police station. Hey, I understand that. Oh, man. Up. Anything else going hey, on? Man, you... Huh? Oh, no. Nothing going on. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. All right. Anything else going on with you, man? Joey? Nah. Nothing, man? Nice. You doing anything else this week, man? Not, not this week. I will be back. I'm going to go back to the ugly mug on the ninth. Okay. So if that motherfucker want to catch these hands. Jabari, he coming back. Come see me again. On the ninth. Bombay. Hey man, Joey. <laughs> what, 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 what they say? What they say about um, when Muhammad Ali and uh, and uh, and George Foreman were when George Foreman were fighting? Uh, Joey, boom by it. Joey, boom by <laughs> Well, did I hear a doorbell? I thought I heard a doorbell. I ain't see a. I ain't see nothing flash up. That's why I didn't. Either. Or not. Man. Hmm. Anyway. Well, uh, but yeah, what's man. going on, Ish? What's, what do you what you got coming up? What's what's you got, you got anything coming up, Ish? What's what's um, I'm at Old Man Hustle this weekend. Um, on Saturday at 4 p.m., uh, I start a show at the Shrine, which is where I'm at right now. I'm in that right next door. Um, okay. To the sh- to I do a Sunday show. We're bringing back our Sunday show. It's gonna be at six o'clock. Um, and um, I'm in West Virginia. I'm out, out by y'all next weekend. I'm in West Virginia. Um. And I'm at um, uh, Wonderland Ballroom. I'm doing Yannick's room. Oh, nice. Okay. On Friday, yeah, yeah. Oh, so man. if y'all got that, if y'all got that Rockville show around that time, man, just let me know. I'll pull up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a that was a one off. No, yeah, that, that was a Jesse Reeves thing. Oh, all, right. all right. But yeah, man. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Jesse and be like, Yo, Jesse, tell him to do a show this weekend. I'm playing. Oh man, but yeah, man, ain't nothing going on with me this week, man. This week was I actually got a chance to take the time off this week. Yeah, I uh, took uh, four extra days off. I mm-hmm. uh, wasted all four of them. I didn't do shit. I I did that show on Thursday. I I slept on Friday. Uh, oh, I went no, I went to work Friday, and they worked me to the bone. Mm. And I came home and I passed out, and then woke up Saturday, and I was like, I ain't doing shit till I go back to work. So mm. I, I stayed in my room. Uh, I took my daughter to a dentist appointment. And I got her school supplies, and that was all I did this weekend. I remember at about what, uh, like, <laughs> I remember at like, at like five o'clock, I was like, I ain't heard from him all day. I guess he's, I guess he's somewhere else. What was that? See, that's that attitude. She had to fix her face. <laughs> Hold on. This is this is that. It's, a, it's something, something something's happening right now, and we don't understand. This is this is the shit not working the right the right way it's supposed to. But Joey, yeah, man, this week mm-hmm. I, I decided to take a couple extra days off, and then I uh, then I went and I start back tomorrow, Wednesday, close up the building, and uh, I get to sleep in all day and do some more stuff, man. I get to, I get to relax. I need a relax. I need a relaxation because this past uh, three to five weeks. It's been a motherfucker. Mm. And um, 
I'm, I'm slowly getting back to normal. I, I think I'm down. I'm down like five pounds, Joey. There we go. I'm down like five pounds. Oh, is, is Candace in the, in the police station? Uh, Ishmael was in front of because. No, she's just, she's showing it. She's showing it off. Okay, okay, okay. That's the only reason she joined the show today. Yeah, that is all. That, she ain't gonna say nothing all night. She just keep doing that. She can just go keep doing that. Cover the eye a little bit. Peek out the eye. Peek out the the, the, the thing. And that's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, congratulations, baby girl. Yes, yes, yes. Very much congratulations, congratulations Candace. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately, everybody goes. <laughs> unfortunately, everybody. unfortunately for me, Joey, uh, it it was brought to my attention mm-hmm. that I that I waited too long. I, I I I was at the shop. I got the ring. I just couldn't get the jersey in time to hand it over, so someone beat me to it. So now I am out of contention. To be Candace's man, I'm out of contention. I'm I'm done. Candace is off the market. She's taken, taken two like a like like Liam Neeson. Someone just ran and then took her from underneath the bed and just snatched her by her ankles. All kept up and shit. All kept now. She's a kept woman. She she is going to be moving to an island, um, in the North Pacific, and she <laughs> and she will she will be uh she will be once again birthing five to ten generations of uh of children. What? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't I that's what I do. I do it. I do it quick. <laughs> well, welcome back, Candace, and congratulations once again. They are due. Thank you. Thank you so much. We thank are happy you. for you. We are. We are happy that you are happy. You everything. Everything we've seen has shown you've been happy, and we are happy for you. Where the hell is Ishmael? You had a football game. What is loud as fucking? It's loud. I'm sorry. He's in the city. Hold on one second. Let me fix this. <laughs> oh, to take us off of it? Yeah, I'm trying to get the, the screen to show better. Okay, get that fixed, man, because it, it, it's distracting. This okay. is showing the dot comedy screen. I feel like I'm, I'm just talking to myself. I, <laughs> I'm, now, I'm, I'm trying to adjust. They don't care about wow. us. They don't care about us at all. And you know, it was like, oh, they don't live in D.C., Maryland, yeah. Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we care about them. There we go. That's what happens when you move out of the, out of the, out of the DMV. Boom. Uh, I still come back, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. they would show us. Yeah. That's what, that, you, this is the guest <laughs> monitor. I got to get. I thought y'all was, was about to widen the camera. <laughs> no, I was just getting our, like, we don't need video of us on, in, like, Inception video going on. So I had to. <laughs> okay. I mean, Joey, you know, this is your show. I'm just, I'm yeah. here, brother. I'm here to help you. And, uh, I can't help that y'all want to be in portrait and <laughs> narrow your, your screen real estate. I'm just trying to. It's cool. You know, I mean, it is what it is. It I know, is. I'm in a loud ass black face. So, you know, I can't, I can't talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. But Joe, we, we can't all do our podcast live in the park. <laughs> can't see anything else happen with you this week? See, we're in the middle. We're still in the middle of this week in that comedy. Anything happened to you? Anything happened to you that you would like to announce on this week in that comedy? I, I got engaged to the sweetest, most wonderful man in the whole entire universe. And I got engaged at the top of New York City. Okay. Um, at this place called The Edge. 
So it overlooks the entire city. It had this amazing view. And he surprised me with the proposal. It was the most perfect romantic proposal. It it was just, it was a fairy tale. I'm All so right. happy. All right, that's it. That is, that is beautiful. My boy knew what he was doing. He was, oh, he... You know what? I'm a killing proposal. I'm going to take it to the eight. <laughs> She say no. She going off he, the edge. He literally had her corn. Like I guess all the video. He literally had her cornered against the the empty depths of New York City skyline. Just one good drop kick. Like, hey, oh, you like, saying no? Kick you just like a kill bill. Can you a, a thin glass wall between her and oblivion. <laughs> If I would have said no, he would have. This is Sparta. Yeah. Just chest kick me right here in New York City. Wow. I'd have, I'd have said this is the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> sad you on the way down. You know what? It's the Bronx. Um, well, again, congratulations, Miss Candace. I'm, I'm happy to see you. Now, that smile hasn't moved, Joey. That that smile since since the time she got the ring until today. That smile hasn't changed, and that is. That is a rarity for Candace because normally she is very sullen and her face is real tight most of the time. <laughs> so we, we're very happy for her. She's usually very. And if, your, if your next headshot don't have that ring in it, I'm telling you, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to wherever you is and I'm beating the shit out of the photographer. Just because you don't have the ring, you got to have the ring like this. Something she's usually on here you. making us everything feel like she's be, toughing it out. They're going to be hating you. Oh, yeah. And Candace already been starting with the annoying post about the ring. Who's that? That Who's that? I think that's her dad. We just see a light in the that's background. Your, that's your dad? That's your daddy? All right. Okay. All right. Well, um, hey, man. Well, hey. Hey. Joey, do you have did you have an announcement to make this week? What? Did you did you did you did you did you do did you do the same thing? I went couch shopping. Oh, that's you what went, you're oh okay. Well, hey, somebody's somebody's commitment is another person's night, nightmare. I don't understand. What? <laughs> so I, I personally have not have not decided. Uh, there are steps. <laughs> hey, I got an announcement. I got an announcement to make, Marcus. I got okay. an announcement to make. I'm committed to still hoeing. I'm committed. I'm doubling down. She. Get your. Gray sweatpants on, King. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? Out here with the gray sweats. Out here. Come on, man. Hey, keep Blame keep the jokes. Fucking chuckle fuckers. <laughs> hey, hey. Gotta love it, man. Gotta don't love knock them. That's how I lost my virginity. Yeah, pretty much. You know hey. And what did Mal- what did Brother Malcolm say? He said, "By any means necessary." I'm in these streets. That's, <laughs> That's a direct quote from Brother Malcolm. From Brother <laughs> Minister Malcolm. The that all, all extracurricular activities shut completely down. Stay the fuck out my DMs and I'm going to stay out for That's what's going on. That's what's going on. That's what Sister Candace said. She said, stay the fuck out of her DMs and she will stay out of yours. She's like, I'm going to post this so y'all leave me the fuck alone. That is exactly exactly what all those ring pitches mean. It is, hey, it's done. Stop it. Yeah. It's it's over. Stop. I love love that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. But we, again, we are very happy for Candace. And we are happy for that comedy. I just want to ask one more question before we go to the next topic. So we invited to the wedding, right? I'm just going to make, I know, you know, no pressure. No pressure. I've just known you for seven years. You know what I'm saying, and I'm just saying, you know, like Joey. I know you, you know, you you had on the podcast, Joey. 
you know what I'm saying? Marcus, you you probably didn't spend, you could spend it at the, at the, at the, you know, I'm just saying. We invited to a wedding, what's happening? Like, I I haven't decided if we're not even having a wedding. I might have yes. Ooh, but I, well, you know, I can go to Vegas. That's cool. We can be witnesses. Yeah, definitely. I want any reason to be able to drink and, uh, and <laughs> me same. Same. Huh? I can get ordained yeah. online. It it only costs fifty dollars. I, I could I could I could be the minister and I could preside over the of the festivities. Uh, y'all festivities. can have a y'all can have a GoFundMe and just elope. And, just let me be there. <laughs> and hey, just fly even, your if, shit. even if you elope, you still need witnesses. And I don't think anybody's more trustworthy, clearly, than than this crew right here. There you go. There's, there's... Well, can I tell you guys how? He's so amazing. He had the ring custom made. Like, he designed this himself. So I told I was, like, in love with the ring that A-Rod gave J-Lo. So he, he was like, oh, I got you a rectangle stone, like the one that J-Lo got. And then I told him that if I ever had a wedding ring, I wanted a simple band. But he was like, no, I wanted you to have diamonds on the band as well because I wanted to sparkle for you. He's so, I love him. Mm. He's so perfect. Oh. Hey man, when I when I run up when I run up to, to your fiance, I'm sorry, I can't say your boyfriend. Fiance, fiance. Hey, he did it. He did the work. He did the work. And at at the base of the diamond, there are it's my uh, birthstone. There's rubies at the base of the diamond. Because it's my birthstone. See, you can't, Candace. Candace, she listening right now. You can't be like giving me extra work to do. You fucking enough for everybody involved on this damn podcast. Just... Nah, you fucking enough for y'all. Yeah. Because you're not putting out there how how much time he had to collect the data necessary to make these decisions. This is years. Because <laughs> J Lo got divorced since this, since this whole. Yeah. There's like five. There's like five dudes whose women are listening to this and expecting this shit now, but they're not getting like the the the, the time to do it. They have like it's like two years, and then they're going to be expected to output that level of detail. Not happening. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna hit a, Joey. I'm gonna hit a chick with the Gucci. Remember when he was at the the basketball game and he stood up and he had the ring right here. He was just like this. He was like, "You want to get married, bitch? Like, this is what you want to do." That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. You gotta, you gotta, like, it, you gotta, like, if you to like not like put yourself into an uh, uncomfortable situation. You have to have like stupid conversations at weird times to collect this information and store it, so as not to tip your hand. It takes a, a long con strategy to collect that information, like strategically. Yes. Uh, yes. I, uh, I I've never bought an engagement ring or a wedding ring, but I I have looked at a few, and looking at them is is more stressful than anything I've ever bought in my life. And I've bought houses and cars. Uh, and it, that is that is the most stressful time because because you got a salesperson in front of you saying, hey. All right, so this is this is the most clear. This is the clarity of it, and this is the cut of it, and this is the. And I'm sitting there like, okay, so what ring am I getting when I, when I finish handing you this ten thousand dollars? What ring am I getting? And then they give you a ring. Then the diamond about this damn big. It's probably as big as a butthole, and then you can't really do nothing with a diamond that damn small. <laughs> I we didn't even get into the whole. Is it lab grown or is it yeah. natural natural spun? He researched diamonds for a month. 
like lab created versus natural, like what the cuts are, what the characters, the light. Like he researched diamonds from yeah. it, He's an angel. You have to do like take a whole class on yeah, on diamonds. diamond rings to learn what all the options are and what they mean. You know what so I you don't I just, accidentally say something with your ring that you don't mean to. You know what I just got, Joey? What? I just got Ace in the Hole. My little sister has just become a jewelry salesperson mm-hmm. for a high-end um, jewelry jewelry place in uh, Pittsburgh. Guess what? Oh, like Guess who I'm calling? Hey, little sis, um, find me a ring for whoever this woman is. <laughs> and I need you to find it quick. Here's what she likes. She likes pictures. <laughs> Whatever, whatever matches this. That's the wine thing. <laughs> that's a wine. That's a wine person. What was that, Candace? For real? Yes, that's yeah, what a Somali is. A wine kind of oh well, I don't even drink like that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Somali. I was confident too. Somali is like, is the dude who like you you ask when you wanna when you wanna get a, buy a nice bottle of wine and they come over and lie to you about how important the wine was and what year and what chateau it came from. It's all bullshit and they're completely useless people. But for some reason they get paid a lot of money. Yes, but what were you saying, Candice? What were you saying as far as the? Uh... I was saying that it's like you can't just go pick one out. It's like Joey was saying. You, he listened for months, for years, that, and that's how he was able to pick out something that was so perfect. Like he listened to me, like go on and on and on about J Lo and A Rod. You know what I mean? Like he listened to me go on and on and on for years about how I've never had any jewelry with my birthstone. You know what I'm saying? So these are things that he put together and custom designed this ring from just knowing me. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's all it's about, yes, picking out the best diamond, the clearest one, whatever, but the ring is gonna be based on knowing the person that you're buying a ring for. And that's what made it so special. And you know what you have, Candace? And you know what you have in, in, in all of that? What? You have a good man. And you know what I have never said I was? A good man. I will buy the damn thing that's sitting in the box in the corner. And get that yeah, and say, you hey, really hey, hey you know, you know, we go, you know what I'm gonna play? I'm gonna play uh, Jagged Edge. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. You just <laughs> getting older. <laughs> we might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. That is that is Marcus's theme song right there. That is how that is how that's how DJ Marcus will get married. That, that is, is, every, <laughs> hood, that is every hood wedding song. If anything, you know, like with some more sophisticated song. Uh, matrimony, Wale. That's a more, a little bit more sophisticated, but that's still a little hood. You know what I'm saying? But like a good, I don't even know a good wedding song. I think I'm going to have At Last by Etta James. We need to make that TikTok. That's, that's good. That's elegant. That's we, we need to make that TikTok where is there, is there any objections? And it's just Marcus shows up and plays Jagged Edge. He's got like a bedazzled tuxedo on and like a Cracker Jack ring. <laughs> Marcus gonna play before I let you go. Right before she go to uh, get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but man, we're gonna take a quick break, Joey. But we're gonna get into some hot topics going on in the world. What we got, man? I know, I know, some crazy shit happened, man. I know some some people reneging out in these streets. We had a, a we had a big renegro situation. Um, I, 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 don't know, I, I don't know where you go with that. Only fans, renege. Oh, 
they reneged on their promise to their shareholders and their uh and their 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 sponsors. Uh, they they reneging in this in this I mission. told y'all. I told y'all that. They cannot give up on the pornographic content because that's all they have. I said, they're I, 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 without that. that was my forecast. I said they're gonna by the end of the month they're gonna they're gonna reverse course. This is just to show good faith. Okay. But yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into a whole bunch more. But we'll be back in a minute with a whole lot on me. Dot comedy podcast. It ain't my fault these bitches mad, though. It ain't my fault that where the cat go. Get out your feeling, get a bell. Walk Ninja Vinci, clear the town. I bought the bench, just the shit on all these bitches. I bought the rate, just to give to my nigga. I came from nothing, finally made it to the me. Stacked and wrestled to the city. And this segment of that comedy podcast is brought to you by Smooth My Bones. That's right, the Smooth My Bones Turf Chopper 3.0 is the best tool for getting things done. That's right, the Turf Chopper 3.0 is the best thing Dot Comedy has ever given to their fans. And guess what? You can get 20% off if you go to Dot Comedy's our Instagram page and click on the link at the top of our bio. You get 20% off a Turf Chopper 3.0. That's my ball. And we're back on the Dad Comedy Podcast. I am DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro, Candace August, Ishmael Gaynor. We in the building. You know what, Ishmael? You know what I forgot? We've been doing this for seven years. And I've known you for... for I, 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 I can say I know you. At least six. Because I, I, I follow you on Instagram, and I, I, I met you at, at at least a half dozen shows that we did. And, and and Joey just reminded me during the commercial break, we've never interviewed you on the Dot Comedy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just here. Yeah. So so you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna sit down and have a conversation with Ishmael, man. We're gonna we're gonna okay. learn learn a little more about you, a little more about uh about your comedy background, about your comedy history. What what's going on? Everything good, Joe? I just got a text. I want what Candace got. But I want oval, so I'm like, but so then you don't want what she got. It's just a different. See that? Told you. See, this is what I, she started. Yeah, see, she this set this us up with that shit. shit. She set us up with that shit, man. Hey, hey. Um, but yeah, Israel. So, how long you been doing comedy, my friend? My fault. I was looking at how much percentage I had. Okay. Um, I've been doing comedy uh, about. I met y'all like the first week. I met Joey the first like month or week I was doing stand up. Okay. Like first two weeks I was doing stand up. All right, yeah. So, you... so whenever you, I don't know how long you were doing. Um, which, I'm gonna say about six years. I'm approaching seven. I'm gonna say about seven. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. so who? What were some uh, some of your influences going into this comedy thing? My fault about all the loudness, man. It's, it, I don't know, niggas. It's, it's New York. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but you know, um. I, I was really a big Dave Chappelle fan, man. I was a huge Dave Chappelle. First special I ever saw in my life was Bring the Pain uh, from Chris Rock. Um, and um, I had a funny family. My mom used to love comedy, man. She used to, like, watch all the specials. She wanted to do stand-up. So when I told her I wanted to do, like, I wanted to act, she started to push me towards doing comedy because she felt I could do it. And then I was like... Nah, I ain't gonna do stand up. I'm gonna just act and I'm gonna just be the funny guy on set and stuff like that. And then um, they started to put me in. Then I just, one day I just, um, I went to Alex Starr's open mic. 
and it was um, it was crazy. It was a crazy ass mic. Yeah, I mean, it was not on his fault. It was, uh, man, it was, uh, <laughs> gotta keep your head on a swivel too. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm like, yeah, so I took like, off his like, like, hold on. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, nah, the open mic, he um, he had a DJ. The DJ didn't bring a microphone, so he had all these speakers, all this shit. DJ had no microphone, so we had to do it with no mic. And then um, I got Sounds to just right. sling jokes. And then I remember, I, I remember like the first. We know all of these comics, so I don't want to say their names, uh, but like three of them bombed straight out the gate. It was just like they bombed back. <laughs> And then um, D'Angelo Joyce went up and murdered, like really bad. It was like he killed so crazy. I remember I was nervous to follow him because I was like, I never had did stand up. I only did stand up like one time in Harlem. And so I got up and then I did like a joke about the train. I mean, about this bus, about me putting change in a, on, the, on the bus or something like that. You know how in Maryland, when you put change in the bus and make that sound, it's like, yeah, la, la. it's like kind of like they don't want you to use change. Or they shaming you for using chains. I'm like, nigga, all I got is pennies on me. Like, you know, like, that, was, that was like the gist of the joke. And um, yeah, so I remember I did pretty well. And then um, then I started just spacing out. I ran into y'all at Doc Comedy, which uh, I want to thank y'all, man. Y'all had a fire ass room, man. I still, to this day, I look at that tape of me bombing in y'all room. And, uh, <laughs> Of me bombing in y'all room, bringing a different girl every week to y'all show and then bombing in front of every girl that I was trying to talk to. <laughs> hey. uh, but it was dope. It was dope. I, I love my, my humble beginnings. In DC, man. Hey, man. And, and it, again, we um we always loved having having young comics in, especially new comics come in, because it, yeah. it was it was always it always brought a different kind of energy. And if you were good, it brought a better energy. Cause like I know we yeah. had some bad new comics that came through, and then we were like, "Oh, this is just Jesus." Can can how long how long how long are these sets, Joey? The problem that is was, that was a conversation me and Joey would have. Like, how long are these sets supposed to be? Cause they are, they are killing me in this damn DJ booth. The problem is every once in a while we get like a fresh class. Yeah, like a whole group of newbies would come on the same show, and you wouldn't have that mix of the, the necessary diversity in in experience. To make the yep. room flow. Yeah. And then, you know, then they would start getting better. And then they'd all disappear. And then we get a new... F- so every time we hit that that new class of comics, it was, uh, it was a little rough. Touch and go for a little yeah, while. Yeah, touch and go. It's touch and go for the first couple weeks. Whenever we get them. I mean, honestly, honestly, I think that I would have stayed in D.C. more often if, like, there was more clubs. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I would have never left D.C. if there was more... Like, there was rooms... Right. Don't get it twisted. Like y'all had two rooms, at least when I lived there. Y'all had just stopped Zebra. I think it was a Zebra or something like Zebra. that. Zebra yeah. Lounge, yeah, Zebra Lounge. Yeah, yeah. Y'all had just stopped that, and and y'all had and y'all had lost. Um, I mean, you know what you call it had to close down. But like when I lived there, y'all had literally just had stopped having y'all second room. So, but y'all used to have two rooms, and y'all had the one in Columbia for a little bit. And then I remember, like there was room, there was places to get up, but it was not like any comedy clubs where. That was acceptable for young comics to come in and just hang and chill and stuff like that. I felt used to feel out of place when you came into DC Improv. It's like you, you can't just walk in and be a comic. They'd be looking at you like, well, what you here for? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sometimes yeah. it's a little weird. But here in New York, it's a little bit different. Like I get to go to the club, I get to meet the comics, I can sit with the comics, I can talk to the comics, like I can learn more. And I mean you could do that at the open mics. It just was if I probably had a club there. 
I probably would have stayed maybe another two years instead of like there was more than one club. Yeah. Or more than like just them and Arlington Draft House. And then you know, the DC Draft House opened like the month I left. It was like two months I left. So like but if there was more clubs, I felt like we would have been like I feel like the class would have stayed longer. You yeah. know, but when you don't get that comedy club and you don't get into the comedy clubs and you just around the scene, it just kinda like you, you it's easy to fall into the pitfalls of being like it's a lame-ass comic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody want to be a lame-ass comic. Yeah, I understand that. Nobody want to be that, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, so. I'm 100% with you. Like, this is the one thing, like, I think DC is a great place to develop as a comic, but you do need to hit that second level where there's certain things that happen being around an active club that you can't get here because that's one of the things that annoys me about the, we have we have the one club, we have the improv, and the improv doesn't fill that role for us like it doesn't it doesn't give us that environment and there's not really yeah. a club here that does um cr- create that environment you know and i we've talked yeah. about the dream of of creating that yeah we have i mean but that comedy's always been in the in the in the planning stages of, of starting a, a comedy nightclub but uh we we've always we've always thought okay let's see how this works out down the road we'll figure this out yeah. down the road but uh, well, also I think that a lot of places out there, man, they're like, I don't know, like here I feel like because New York is so big, and not to compare it to New York, because compared to other major cities, uh, DC is like light years ahead of everybody else. Not named Los Angeles and Chicago, um, like we could be like Philly, where you, know, you do got three clubs, but you only got like six shows. So, <laughs> so like, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's kind of like a give or take. So, like, I, I enjoyed the fact that I lived in D.C. I'm still able to go back and network and do stuff and, and be able to do shows when I want to come back. But, like, I would have definitely stayed, in, like, longer. I would have always moved, but I, I would have definitely stayed longer. Mm. If there was a comedy club, I used to hate sitting at an open mic till fucking 3 o'clock in the morning. Not 3 o'clock, but, like, you know, like, some mics run late as hell. And you yeah. be out there at midnight. <laughs> and you're like, damn, I got a one time today. Yeah. You know, like, like it's not like, you know, here, I here I don't really get open mics as much as I would like to. It's just open mics here suck. They're really bad. <laughs> They're really bad. That's why I was trying to let you know, Joey, when you text me. I was like, nah, bro, hit the shows. Don't go to no fucking open mics. Well, I got to get on the shows, and they don't know me, so I can't just, I mean, they're pretty cool about I mean, putting out people out from out of town. You, 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 you know me, so, like, yeah. if, if you, you know, I mean, that's kind of how comedy works. It's like, I know you, and I come down, I'm not, I'm a, you know, I'm a DC comic, but, like, I'm also living in New York, so if I come down there and somebody don't know me out there, you'd be like, nah, man, he's funny. Yeah. You know, I'm a, my availability to the room is open. But, like, um, but I think the days you were here, uh, just wasn't compatible to mine, but like to, to what I could have helped you with. But, That's cool. um, but yeah, not nah, like you still put me like up here. I can get up like five times, yeah. like in a day, almost any day. If I really like, like, if I really hustle, if I really hustle and I get into the club, like I'm in like three clubs. So being in the club, I feel like I can get into like, I that get that guarantees me like 10 spots a week at one club, you know? Wow. Then I can go do at least uh, two regular shows a day. So then we're talking about, so that's three spots a day. So three times seven, you know, you getting up 21 times in a week, then versus me going down there, I'd be getting up six times. 
Because, you know, there's going to be a day when you're not getting up. Yep. And there's going to be an open mic that's too full or it's like whatever. It's like, you know, it's whatever. But then, you know, it, it's it's just the, the counterproductive. I didn't mean to go into a long ass stand-up. No, man. Hey, man, that's, that's what that we... I, that's, that's like my thing, though. I just feel like I love DC, man. I love the crowds. I love the open mics. If I could do it all over again, I would I would not change anything. But like outside yeah. of the fact that the club just is not this is not another club. Well, Joey. That 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 is that that is that is sounding more and more like we need to open this club. Joey, you're pretty good, Joey. Huh? You fight. Not that good. Again, I'm off white. It's <laughs> My credit, my oh, yeah. credits, my credits. So, okay, he's, he's it's got not. The white he's got the white skin. He got, he got Spanish credit. <laughs> I, I got, I got. He got Middle Eastern credit. I got yeah. <laughs> with white skin. Yeah. yeah. You can get one of them co-ops. I get, I get like seventy-five percent of of the white privilege. The last twenty-five percent, I don't get because. My grandmother was the <laughs> was the reason that the white people moved out of Palmer Park. Like, <laughs> wow. But yeah, man. So, 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 how long? So, you got anything coming up? Any shows coming up? You got uh, anything on the horizon for you, man? You got? Um, could you say you did. You were you were thinking about going into t- into uh, TV. What moves you want to oh, speak yeah, into existence? I've been doing like some background roles and stuff like that, like nothing, nothing significant. But um, yeah, I've been doing that. I've been doing a little bit of short films. Uh, like that's probably the next big thing. I have like a few short films I'm, um, I'm working on uh, to produce. I actually wanted to start all of these ideas I had when I was in DC. I just been doing stand-up, so I haven't really been able to do them. And um, but now I'm like this month I'm shooting like uh, two shorts, and then um. Yeah, I, I got a bunch of shit. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I can announce this next thing. I don't know. When does your podcast drop? If you don't mind me asking. We're live. <laughs> We're live now. Oh, y'all live. Okay, well, I mean, I guess I guess so. Okay. Um, yeah, no, nah, I can't even say it. Never mind. No, nah, don't worry uh, about it. Hey, we ain't going to mess your money up. I'll let y'all know another time. Let, yeah, let us know. We'll be happy to announce it on a later episode. Definitely will be. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We'll, we'll we'll push it out and promote it. We're looking for more. We're always looking for more. We always want to. We always want to be a platform. So, uh, we also have the dot comedy Instagram, and anybody who has a guest is free. Has been a guest on our show is free to use that as a platform. Do you got any shows? Anything you want to announce? Anything you want to? Anything content you generate? You want to get out there? Um, send it to us. We'll share. We'll share it as well. Yep. Yeah, always. Okay. Okay. We always push the narrative of the com- of comics because we want to make sure y'all succeed because uh, the Die Comedy brand is built on the backs of all DC comics that have come through our shows. Because that brings us to the last question of the interview. All right. Marcus. Yes, sir. Who would Ishmael be at the Die Comedy Cookout? The Die Comedy Cookout. Who would Ishmael be? Ishmael would be... Ishmael be that cousin that everybody likes. <laughs> that come that he's gonna come late to the cookout. He ain't gonna bring okay. nothing. But he gonna he gonna be fun the whole night. So like when when they start playing spades, he gonna be the one trash talking at the table. He he like the older cousin that get to play spades with the, with the other generation. He the I'm one that dead. get they get to sit in and we, we all just like oh man cousin Ish get to sit with the big folk. 
And then we all just sit in the back going, oh. <laughs> oh, he's the one that the uh, cousin that no one likes is mad at all the time? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's the yes. cousin, the, the one that yes. everybody like, oh, we hate her. And he's like, I hate him. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yes, man. Yes, yes. And it is, gl- again, a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, it is. Been- I just want to let you know how accurate your shit was. Um, <laughs> I am a stage champion. Bro, I don't, I don't sweat my whole house. Niggas be mad as fuck, bro, when I come to the table. Okay. Like my grandmother cursed me out one time because <laughs> I was talking shit, busting their ass during it, and I started talking about her, her chicken casserole. <laughs> <laughs> While I was busting their ass, I was like, yeah, Dana, like, because you know, any other time you can't curse, but when you play in stage, you say what the fuck you want. I yeah, was season. Like, so season. Your chicken casserole ain't shit. Bam! <laughs> just, she was just like, what? <laughs> she was pissed. Oh, man. See? Ah, man. I have an eye. I have an eye for these things, man. But <clears throat> yes. We're going to take a quick break, Joey. And then we're going to get into these, these trending topics, man. We're going to see what's going on in the rest of the world. Like, we know we got to hit on this OnlyFans thing, man. It is it is percolating in these streets. Mm. I got I to gotta figure out if I'm going to deactivate mine or not. Because if they saying no nudity, I got to take mine down. Because... You know me, I, I'm up there every week. I, I got 40, 60 million just sitting in the OnlyFans account for me. That's what I, I get I, from, I have my own. So people pay to subscribe to me. What do you, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't, uh, I don't uh, know. Right, well, we, we'll, get, we'll get in that. We'll get this in that. Is, no, man, I'm having flashbacks. This is like that time that I, I had to tell my brother, I better not see you on that damn Boys Gone Wild video <laughs> commercial. <laughs> Of course, of course, John Thomas. That sounds like some Thomas see, shit. Yeah, like I, Thomas. Can, like I can see like something going awry, and next thing I know, I see his face on that commercial, and I have to kill my whole family. Because <laughs> the next thing you know, we'll be on Jerry Springer. There you go. But oh man, we'll be back in a minute with more fun and more thrills on the Dot Comedy Podcast. See the pussy through the panties. She tastes like candy. She a queen like the fatigue. Uh oh, my little mama sing pretty. And this segment of Doc County Podcast is brought to you by Atomic Music. That's right, Atomic Music in Beltsville, Maryland. Go buy Atomic Music. You want to start a podcast? You want to start? You want to just start recording music? Go buy Atomic Music. They got all the music equipment you need: drums, pianos, keyboards, amps. Microphones, anything you need, you can stop by Atomic Music for it because, again, they got it for you. Atomic Music, that comedy podcast uses them and they love us. And they're open from Monday through Saturday from 12 to 6 and on Sunday from 12 to 5. That's right, Atomic Music, Beltsville, Maryland. And we're back on the That Company Podcast. I am DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro, Ishmael Gaynor. We are having a blast here, man. It is a fun, fun day. Cause you know these bitches be catching mood swings. You know who catching a big mood swing, Joey? Who that? DJ Marcus. Oh no. You know why I'm catching mood swings? Why? Catching mood swings because they about to tell me that ain't no more nudity on these OnlyFans accounts. Oh. Now, 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 my I problem. I thought your man was on pause. Huh? Hmm? What? What? <laughs> uh. Hmm? Hey, hey, we can't, can't, can't talk about that. But uh, yeah, man. OnlyFans had decided about a week ago, about a week and a half ago. To no longer allow nudity on their site, mm-hmm. uh, we understood this as a, as a as a good marketing tool, so they can make some more money, get some things flowing for them, and get get some things moving in a better direction for them. Joey, we we had this conversation, 
And Joey Lafaro stated, they going to take they going to change this shit in about a week. <laughs> I actually thought they were going to make it closer to the end of the month. So uh-huh. it happened even faster than that. <laughs> Cuz they decided, "Hey, this week, guess what? We ain't changing that shit." Cuz I guess they got a whole lot of backlash from a whole lot of nude content creators. I wanted to get in on the stock before while it was dipping. I I, 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 I know that they weren't on the on the exchange yet, but yeah. I want to hit him up and be like, hey, why are you doing this dumb shit? They can't go to the hub because the hub is, is uh, you got to have actual, like, um, verified content on the hub now. What you mean? You have to have verified content because they, they were trying to stomp out um, child porn and uh, trafficking. So you they, think these women don't care? They're promoting their only fans on Instagram. They, they I, verify their shit. <laughs> They do do that. They do. Uh, they do. They do uh, promote on Instagram and t- and Twitter. What's yeah. that? Hey, I I see so many bots trying to get me to join some adult group on WhatsApp. Why are you on WhatsApp that hard? I'm not, uh, I'm, no, no, no. It's other apps. I the bots hit me up on other apps to try to get me to go to their WhatsApp group. Because <laughs> I'm not Yo, on WhatsApp that hard news. at all. I'm not on there. It, I, I, all I have is a stupid, stupid football team chat, and and it's where my girlfriend sends me videos for, for my stand up. And, and what's that? WhatsApp is your group chats in WhatsApp. For some reason, yes. That's just weird. Tell them get out of that shit. Use group groups, group me or. Uh, I, I tried. I tried. I they 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 Facebook messenger is. Listen, this ain't my team. I'm just on it. <laughs> it's not the insertion. WhatsApp, WhatsApp no. is WhatsApp is like for them overseas people. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I, I thought it was yeah. too, but, uh, but I don't know. They, but anything go on WhatsApp because this ain't they don't got it don't go by American bylaws. So like, you know. The it's only national waters now. The only yeah. people that contact me on WhatsApp are foreigners. So, so WhatsApp's pirate radio. Yes, it is. The, the only people that contact me on WhatsApp are foreigners, like my uh, Nigerian family members, uh, Haitian family members. I got an ex girlfriend that's on. Uh, yeah. Like now I gotta communicate with her through WhatsApp. It <laughs> sucks. Like she moved to London, so I, that's the only way I can really talk to her. And I'm like, damn, man. She ain't on Messenger. Now, I mean, she's on iPhone, but you know, she can't text from over there, like, unless she's on Wi Fi. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so, like, if I got to call her, FaceTime, you can't FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime, I got a WhatsApp. She's on Wi-Fi, so, yeah. She go to school out there now, so it's like, really sad. Sad. Um, I'm, I'm, I miss my side chick, man. Hey, man. I'm sorry to hear that. It, 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 um, we are heard in uh, in London, too, so just, just to make. Yo, press F in the chat, man, for, for the side chicks, man. Press F in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I've heard a bunch of nerds say that before. Press like, F in the chat for side chicks. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man. So, so OnlyFans did it about face, and I think that's that was a smart move on their part. Because um, at the end of the day, 99 percent of their content is nudity. I mean, they just probably lost a bunch because everyone went over to Patreon or whatever. Patreon other. and uh, what's the the new one? The new black one. What's the new black uh, social fan media? Base. Fan base. Fan base. Clubhouse. Yeah. What's it called? Fan base. What the hell is that? That's the black social media. Like what? What's the name of the black social media? It's a black owned social media company. Is it like Clubhouse? It's like well, it, it's like uh, well, it's like OnlyFans, but like. No, it's not like OnlyFans. It's it's like Facebook, basically, but it's the black version of Facebook. Hmm. 
telling people leave you alone. Ish. <laughs> nah, nah. It's so it's so weird because like, I you know I had an idea like a while ago when the, when the pandemic first started and OnlyFans was popping up. Mm-hmm. So I actually heard about OnlyFans because people used to perform on OnlyFans. Like yeah. this girl used to play the piano on OnlyFans. And then um, I was telling comics, like, yo, y'all should do shows on OnlyFans. And then everybody started clowning me, like, because, you know, everybody only knew it for for porn. So (laughs) everybody was like, oh, is you? You want to do naked comedy shows? I was like, like, bro, I wasn't saying that. You ain't got to, you can keep your clothes on, bro. You ain't got to do all that. That's what what I initially thought. Like, when I heard OnlyFans, I thought, like, that's that's where Beyonce would end up, like, during the pandemic. That's where her con- like her home concert would be on OnlyFans. It sounds like a more of a platform for that. Like you can just pay directly, do stuff like that. I yeah. think that was originally the intent. That was their intent when they first rolled it out. But then people, then uh, porn star said, "Hey, you know what? I got fans too, and their fans pay a lot more money for their content than than Beyonce than the Beehive does." No, but honestly, I, I, if I if I could market it in a way that I felt like was pretty good, if I could do live shows on OnlyFans, you can. I would do it. You could. I would do it. Because um, DJ Khaled and uh, I know a lot of people do Streamyard. They do shows on Streamyard. I see a lot. Yeah. Like, D- DJ Khaled and uh, what's that? And Fat Joe have an OnlyFans page, and it's it's free, but they just post they post paid content. So like, if you you want to hear the new DJ Khaled song that he's working on, you pay. Thirty dollars, and you get to hear a brand new DJ Khaled scream on top of this record for twenty minutes. <laughs> Y'all have a Patreon? Y'all have a Patreon account? We have one. I don't think we use it very often. We do. I think we do. I think. I think. That's it. <laughs> right. Joey, like what? Joey, black as fuck, bro. Joey be like, "It's collard greens on the on Patreon." Is that <laughs> <laughs> we got a Twitch. I don't know if we're supposed to. I heard that was for streaming like video game crap. It is. Nah, but I've seen. I had a fire Twitch show, bro. Like one mm-hmm. time, I did a, a show for this. Uh, for this, it was actually for a gaming community. This kid was like, he followed me online. He was like, "Yo, come and do stand up on my on my on my Twitch stream, man!" And I was killing it. It was just, but the only thing is, you can't hear them. So it's like worse than Zoom because you can't physically hear nobody. You yeah. just hear the people that's in the room. So. But I was I had made like a bunch of money on Venmo and shit. There you go. So, yeah. So I mean, I knew I did good. But mm-hmm. All right, man. What else going on in the world, Joe? Uh, so uh, remember R. Kelly? Yeah, I remember. I remember Robert. Robert Kelly. He uh. So, how would you define him? Sexual predator. <laughs> Open up the closet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, apparently a new chapter in the closet has been revealed. Uh, a man identified only as Lewis okay. testified Monday at R. Kelly's trial, saying that the singer lured him into his home and studio when he was 17 with promises of helping his music career, but instead sexually abused him. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's the first dude. In all of this, that's the craziest open mic he ever been invited to. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. Come to the stage time. Come to the stage time. We got nothing but dick time. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I would get canceled. I'm sorry. Here's the wild part. Um, 
Lewis testified he met Kelly in 2006 while working at a, the drive-thru of a Chicago-area McDonald's during his senior year in high school, saying a driver and Kelly pulled up in a Maybach and eventually handed the teen and co-worker slips of paper with Kelly's phone number. Now, I don't know what what music he was putting through. A hog tied her. I don't know how to hog tie people. What would I hog tie? <laughs> what? That's still one of my second. That's my second favorite from that that interview with uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell he was playing, bro. I, I, I didn't either. I was lost for a second. I was I was lost. I thought he was talking about ain't no new niggas. This had to be like the red flag here is it? It was a drive-through window. Like you can't. You've seen the microphone in a drive-through window. No, yeah. no way you Joey, can make beautiful music through a drive-through window. <laughs> Yo, Joey, Joey. The red flag was it was R. Kelly. Like, that, that too. Was the, red the red flag was it was a McDonald's. It was a McDonald's. Because the fact is, R. Kelly has gotten more fucked up shit happen to him at a McDonald's than, than anybody in the damn history of McDonald's. Because the last, like, two girls he didn't he didn't snatched up were from fucking McDonald's. There's a Maybach at a McDonald's. Red flag number one. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, maybe R. Kelly isn't a pedophile. Maybe he's just, like, McDonald's employees. I think he's already <laughs> <That's> like, questionable. <laughs> is that his, that's his kink as McDonald's employees? He just be like, man, I love them fries that smell on you, man. I love that that shake machine don't Tell work. Tell me the McFlurry machine don't work again. <laughs> Come on over here. Tell me, tell, show me how you make a double cheeseburger real quick. Come on in my house. Show me how you make a double cheeseburger. What's the special sauce? Let me show you. Tell me what the special sauce is. Just, just, just let me know what the special sauce is. <laughs> there are older men that like younger women. Is that there true? are younger women that like older men. Are you an older man that I'm likes dead. younger women? I'm an older man that love all women. 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 I'm an older man. Hey, he is an older man that loves all women. Even the ones with dicks. <laughs> Even the ones with dicks. <laughs> yo, Mark, yo, Mark is, that is one of the funniest lines ever. <laughs> she tried every reason to give him to not make the fuck up. And he just that's the second, no, that's the second. That's the second interview where he's done that stupid shit at. The first one was back when he when they were asking him about Aaliyah, and he was like, "Do you, do you have any? Do you have? Do you, are you? Do you? Are you attracted to young women?" And he's like, "Well, what is young?" And they were like, "Teenagers." Well, what is a teenager? Well, someone. Yeah, when he did sixty minutes, and he was like. He's like, well, they're, they're young, they're young teenagers, and they're old teenagers. What Wait kind of teenagers? What? what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what so was that? He said uh, Lewis testified that uh, R. Kelly, uh, Kelly unzipped his pants and started performing oral sex on him. Oh. And then he said, I wasn't into it. I was not getting a reaction, so he stopped. <laughs> That had to be a low point. <laughs> wow. Do you think it was low? That was rock, rock, rock bottom for him. You know, just, like, imagine doing all of that and not getting an album. Not. <laughs> well, imagine R. Kelly doing all that, not even getting him a wreck. Like, it just, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying in general. Imagine like you went, you was at McDonald's, 
R. Kelly pull up, he tell you to come to his house. Y'all done had sexual intercourse like 10, 15 times. I'm gonna guess I don't know how many times. And then you still don't get the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Hey man, sometimes at least, some... if you to, at least you go toot your ass up, man. You at least gotta get the album. <laughs> if you go toot your ass up, put my album out. God damn. I'm done. I'm done. I'm oh, done. I would man. never do that. But I'm just saying, like, you would know, man. I, I blame not only Kelly, man, anybody that was around him who didn't stop that dude, who knew about shit like this, that didn't say nothing to him, like his management, anybody that was involved did not step in to stop that man from doing anything crazy like that. This is like the Harvey Weinstein type situation. Yeah. You know, like where it's, everybody involved. Uh, everybody involved should go to jail. I mean, I, I don't know about jail because you didn't physically like do anything, but you all definitely should be paying some fines or some 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 health something towards his, these people mental health. I mean, they're co-conspirators. You know, they're co-conspirators, yeah. so they got they gotta go they gotta yeah. go to jail for this. This is yeah. I mean, this guy. Now, do you think this is true, Joey? There's more. There's more. There's more coming out. It's not just oh, oh he tried to suck my dick one time. No, no. During another visit to Kelly's house, Lewis, why you come back? Lewis said, <laughs> "Quote: He he because because I really wanted to make music in the industry." Okay, so he kept hanging around. I don't care who. If I'm hanging out with Dave Chappelle and Dave, Dave Chappelle says, hey, tries, "Come suck your dick," and and like I'm I'm, I'm I'm nah nah. <laughs> I'll be like, "All right, I'll keep we, this will be between us, but we're, we're nah." <laughs> So this guy, wait, it gets, it gets weirder. During another ain't visit to Kelly's Chappelle, house. Ain't nothing on Chappelle's show funny enough for me to be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Nothing for any person, period. I don't know, man. The singer took him to a detached garage where he had a boxing ring and exercise equipment. He testified Kelly snapped his fingers and a young lady crawled out from under the boxing ring. She crawled over to Kelly <laughs> and gave him <laughs> all sex. He told her to do... Me the same way she did him. Lewis testified. He also testified he didn't mind oral sex with the young lady if it had been just between the two of them. Wait a minute. He said he had multiple sexual encounters with Kelly, but it was unclear from his testimony whether all of those alleged incidents took place when he was 17. He also testified that Kelly recorded many of the incidents on a camcorder or iPad. R. Kelly do, do too much damn recording. R. Kelly do You know how niggas do a clap and they cut off the lights? That means she was just hanging out under there. That means she just sat there all day waiting. You remember when niggas used to be like, "What is he doing? He's going under the table. He's going under the ring. He's getting a steel chair." <laughs> <laughs> he was getting his, he was getting sucked off by the ring troll. Yo, I can't. Nah, but that dude is a monster, bro. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this he's did too much, man. Too, too damn much. As our relationship got stronger, he called me more like a brother. Yo, I was Joey, his little brother. Yo, Did you say a brother? I'm, I'm re-quoting. This is more from Lewis. As our relationship got stronger, he called me more like a brother. I was his little brother. Then he tried to suck off. Exactly. <laughs> you remember when niggas say they was doing it for little saint? <laughs> That sounds like something. That sounds like some family fap on Pornhub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's ridiculous, man. We can't. We, he, wasn't just... kneel, he wasn't kneeling in the rain. He was. No, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Ugh. R. Kelly did too much, man. He's done too much. That nigga needs. He needs. They, they need to stop talking about him. He's an older man that loves all women and men from from this and his brothers. He's an older man that loves his brother too. This is a whole other thing for I and my brother's people. Oh man, what else going on, Joey? This is Stockholm Syndrome shit. This dude. Uh, he still, you still on him? I'm still reading this. He just, he, apparently he got started, get, he started becoming part of the problem. Oh, so he started bringing chicks. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's what always ends up happening with them. They, they, they get in and then they start helping him. They start uh, being, was that, uh, not, uh, what was it, what's, what's it called? Um, Recruiters? Recruiters or what? Ah, oh, damn it! Madams? No, there's a word. When you help somebody with Whole their addiction, fathers. with their addiction, when you help somebody with their addiction, enablers. Enablers, yes, they become enablers. Okay. All right. So, so what else is going on, man? Well, uh, switching to something more positive. Guess what film debuted number one in the box office? Oh, I think I know what it is. But only guess once. Only guess Definitely once. don't do it three times. But if I guess five times. All right, let's just avoid doing it more than once, then we'll be fine. So that means it's Candyman. That it is. Is it Candyman? Is it Candyman? It is the... You've already said it too many times. you got to calm down. It is the first... Hold on a second. Candyman? No, stop. We don't want that energy around here. <laughs> That's one thing black people don't play about. You don't, you don't say that too many times, goddamn it. You, you shut up. Can, either one of y'all see the movie? Now, not I, yet. Nah. I have not seen this or the original. What? I never Ooh. saw it. I don't watch horror Mark, movies. You got you to gotta, you gotta pull them up. Oh, you got to watch that black exploitation movie. They annoy me, inevitably, <laughs> because. Well, the first one really isn't a black exploitation movie. It's more of like a white girl exploring a black hood. Here's what I don't get. There's a there's a there's a, a saying: if you do this, this thing will come kill you. Why do people do that thing? It's a good question. Well, it makes not in the movie, not in this movie, but in the first movie, they explained that the the thing has been around for like 200 years. So right. like it was like 18. Before slavery, like but slavery was still happening when they when this this came that that entity came in there was So when they would do that, it kind of became folklore, you know. Like people would say Candyman in the mirror, and you know, like as a joke. That shit like, ain't they was, real. They was killing people in other areas, not in their area. And then like you know, you know how folklore go. It's like people still say Ring Around the Rosie. You don't know what the fuck that chance. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a game for us, but like. You do it in front of that mirror. Yeah. And and um yes. And um I'm gonna get what was it? What's the what's the summer movie with the with the dude with the hook? Uh I know what you did last summer. Yeah, it's gonna be I know what you did last summer, the black edition. (laughs) Here's the only way that I'm doing that. Okay. If I'm at that damn haunted house and there's it's all shit's already fucked up. And I just like, you know what? Everybody gonna die. If I'm going out, we all going out. 
So I'm, you just go add a slave on, with bees. I'm gonna see if to I'm this a, whole conversation. I'm gonna see if the Candyman could get in a fight with the other ghosts, and I can <laughs> slip out during the chaos. If you, if you, so Joe, you say you don't like horror films, right? Nah. They annoy me. It's not gonna be okay. They annoy me because the it's people. It's not like. No, go ahead. Here's the thing with horror movies. There's like always only one character that's not completely moronic. True. And that character has, you know, so there's like one character has redeeming qualities, and inevitably they get killed saving an idiot. And I go, why? And now I want, and as soon as that happens, I want everyone to die. And but they don't. They never do. Some idiot always survives. And it's like, why did why? That's that's the whole. That's the real horror. That's the real scary part. Is that the dumb live? True. At the expense so, of the intelligent. Well, in this film, I'm gonna say this. Um, it's not like that at all. Okay. The, the problem is with this film is that. If you was coming in for like not a scary ass film, it's not crazy scary, but man, on like a scale of one to ten, I'ma say it's like a six and a half. Which is pretty scary more than more regular films. Like I ain't gonna lie, a few times I was like, Oh yeah, now nah, this is a little too I wouldn't bring my niece or nephew in to watch this shit at all. And, and for but me, like um but it was some realistic stuff. They wrapped it in with real history. Okay. Yeah. And um so I, I I really I'm gonna say this if you like films, uh, it's a masterclass on how to shoot a horror film. I, I think it was the best I've ever seen any horror film shot ever, including Get Out. It, it's the best. Yeah. Um, it's the best um, horror film shot ever. I, I think. Um, and that lady, this is her second film she ever shot in her life. So I mean, in like you know major films. Nia DaCosta. So, uh, yeah. And uh, she shot it so great, like uh, all kudos to her. Cause she like literally, bro. This was like Inception meets uh, a slasher film. Like, it, like some of the artistic values of it, you you will fall in love. It's a movie you can watch like five times just because it looked that good. You know? Yeah. And then um, I'm big on like uh, I'm big on a movie, a horror movie not being too funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like too many horror movies now today are too funny. Yeah. So then they take you out of the, the being scared. And it, it's just funny enough that you can get through the, the black ass scenes. Yeah. Uh, you need comic relief. Yeah. Did yeah. you see, have you ever seen a movie called The Farm? No. No. It's a horror movie? No. It's a horror movie. It's about cannibals. Like, I, I found a. I, I, I try to stay away from that shit. That shit sounds like kids have eyes. Yeah. I found I found a YouTube page that gives you like synopsis of movies, and like it run it'll go through the whole movie and like tell you all all the key points to it and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's got me watching like a bunch of the different movies that I never think of watching before. And that was one that came up today. And the movie's interesting because like well, since no one's here's gonna watch it, it's the the movie is hilarious because it's not like normal horror movies where somebody makes it out. It ends with the main character. Being roasted like a pig with an apple in her mouth on a table for a bunch of candles. See, that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> it, there's no, it, it's like no one, the, no one makes it out. If the characters don't have redeeming qualities, they don't need to live. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, how the hell does no one, no one, but no one lives? No, no one. <laughs> no. I mean, but honestly, that's how most films, most horror films, should end. Yeah. Everybody. Should there's always like. It, no, you ever I'll, see like a serial killer thing, right? Like, how many Ted Bundy survivors survive? 
True. Not that many. Only one girl survived out of the people he killed. Out of the, I'm gonna guess. I forgot how many people killed. He killed, but like one girl out of, I'm gonna guess more than forty. I still so think like, one of the... it shouldn't be that many motherfuckers making it off this beach or wherever the fuck they at. <laughs> you know. I agree. Totally, I agree. I, that's one of the reasons I still think Seven is one of the scariest movies ever because it like it there was it didn't seem all that impossible or ridiculous. Yeah. And it seemed like you know, and and you didn't you didn't have to kill the characters that had redeeming qualities. <laughs> they didn't have like even it was framed it was they didn't die trying to save an idiot. They died because moved they, the plot along. They couldn't. They no. They lost because in the end because they were outsmarted. Yeah. Is this seven with Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Yeah. And Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw that movie. You never you saw should. that. It's a, I, never saw it. I do know about the box scene and stuff like that, but I never saw anything outside of that. I've watched like it. I've watched it a couple times. It's a good movie on the on the premise of it. It's more a thriller. It's than a thriller. Horror yeah. Film. Is the Washington was supposed to play Brad Pitt's character? I did hear that. What? That yeah, Denzel they, Washington was supposed they, to play they, that character. A role was written for Denzel Washington, and he didn't understand the film. So he passed on. And then he did Bone Collector, where he played a paraplegic <laughs> detective. I mean, Bone Collector is still really good, but it's like, you know, <laughs> but he could have did that. He could have did seven, and he would have, if he had done seven, oh, that would have been, that would have been an cla- instant classic. It was a classic. It's anyway. a classic as it is, but it would have been, it would have been, a, it would have been in our community. Yeah, but it's not, it's his fault. He passed on it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like Will Smith passing on Jenga. It's like, they wrote the he wrote the role for Will Smith. Which Will movie? Will Smith was having a moment. Django. He wrote Jamie Foxx's role. You wrote that for Will? Smith. He said, "Yo, you asked Quentin Tarantino when he wrote the role. His idea was that Will Smith was going to star in it." Oh no! And that would have been um, bad. And, um, <laughs> That'd have been different. He felt like it was going to be a little bit tweaked instead of like it was supposed to be a little bit different. Then Will Smith, you know, halfway through it, Will Smith was down. He was on on for the role. Mm-hmm. Then the film ended. Will Smith had a change of heart. Uh, I think because that was when the kids, those kids, got killed in Connecticut. They shot. They shot up that school in Connecticut. No, oh, okay. And he said that you know violence begets violence. We didn't want to do any more violent films, and yada yada yada. And then the movie was number one. And you know, Jamie Foxx was damn near about to I'm nominated for an Oscar. And. He felt like you know he missed out on that, and then he did you know Suicide Squad. After that. It doesn't feel like a like a Will Smith movie. Neither does um, um the Matrix, but he was supposed to play Neo. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Well, either. they came too old with Neo. It was originally written for Brandon Brandon Lee. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee's son. Brandon Lee. Yeah. yeah, Brandon Lee. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> no, you said Brandon Lee. I thought you said Leak, oh, yeah, but yeah. it was you That's said Leak. That kid was, from the Crow, right? Yeah, the Crow. From the crow, yeah. It was written for him in like the early nineties, and then his son, you know, his he died early on. This was like early, early on, and then it was like, you know, then they was thinking about uh, him and Val Kilmer would have been. I heard Will Smith say that him and Val Kilmer would have been. Um, yeah. It would have been Neo and Morpheus. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't work out that way. <laughs> yeah, me too. Good lord, that sounds horrible. But you got to remember the actor that Val Kilmer was at that point in time. Yeah, but like. <laughs> No, I mean, he's, at he's, no point, he's a, he's a though. at no point have I considered Val Kilmer near anywhere near Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> like, not even close. 
True. But it just shows, like, you can't have, like, you know, when they're going for a film, they can't have two white dudes be back to back. They can't have it be two black dudes. Yeah. So. They'd have, have one black, one white. And a black dude. Or the vice versa. It couldn't have been a black dude. You know, it couldn't have been like that. It couldn't have been. It could have been Lawrence Fishburne and Will Smith. I mean, I don't think you could have. I, I have struggled to see see that movie be again. Part of it's because the movie, these movies were so good, but it's hard to see them being made differently than they were because the, you now, now the second and third Matrixes maybe Will makes those better than. But I, I don't know. I, it, I don't know. Honestly, I think there are so many problems with them. Django, yeah. Of all the movies we talked about, I feel like Django would have been better with Will Smith. Really? But yeah, I think yeah, he would. He would have done a better job. I like with Jamie Foxx. I like Jamie Foxx. Better than Jamie? Role, yeah, no. In that movie, he was great. I'm not saying. No, Jamie did good. Like, I just think Will Smith thrives in action movies. Whenever you put him in a, in a fucking action movie, that's when he's like at his best. His best movies to me are all the movies when he got a gun. And he could say one funny ass. Him in action, action comedies is, is, is his Oh, bitch. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't, but there's style, a style to Django because it wasn't out of Tarantino. Yeah. I don't, I, there's a style to it that I don't see because Will Smith's more. It's kind of like, I don't want to like, it's kind of like pop versus, you know, it's he's more of a pop as an actor. I, I honestly, I think well, and that's not fair because I think I will. Will has done serious roles, and I want to say that he doesn't do serious roles. It just seems like Will doesn't do. Uh, he either does serious or he does fun. Yeah, I don't yeah. like Jamie. I think really can do multi-layered characters well. I've seen him do some amazing. I think Jamie Foxx is really underrated as an actor. His Ray, I mean, his, his Ray Charles, honestly, is one of the best, but not even a Ray Charles. I thought when he was in The Pianist, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. The Pianist, yeah. Yo, he was killing that role, and I am really he didn't make no money, but <laughs> he's killing it. I was like, dude, even Electro, he's pretty good as Electro. Just no, he he was I, when he got cast, I was excited because like I, I when I saw after, I did not anticipate it. him his performance in Ray totally changed my mind about you know as an, it just totally took you know took me to another place with with what his abilities as an actor were. Yeah, because to be able to disappear into a role. When a you're a guy who has a very pronounced brand, everybody knows who you are. It's like it's not like you're some no name actor. And this is the first time we're Man, seeing he got you. Three comedy specials. Three. Yeah, he was he he like we knew him for comedy. Yeah, he comes in and not only does he do the doesn't doesn't you don't see Jamie Foxx when he's on screen, but you you feel like you're watching Ray Charles. Like he really put in the work to like really. Be that character. We and mm-hmm. you know, and Ray Charles chose him, chose him himself. Yeah, yeah. Ray Charles had a that's an independent film theoretically. That movie's not like a big film. That movie was an indie film. And so Ray Charles had hands-on approach to it. And apparently they had sat down or something like that, had a conversation a few times, and we really like Jamie Foxx, and we just said that that's the guy. You know, and he blind, so you know he knew what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had to, he probably felt him out. Just like, uh, yo, like literally, literally, touched you know? his face. 
said, oh, you got, yeah. the, you got the face I like. He grabbed his forearm. Like, yeah. <laughs> As a reference to the movie, nobody else seen it. Oh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, we got way yeah. sidetracked. <laughs> my fault, my fault, bro. All not right, Joey. All, not at all. Joey, we have come to that point in the Doc County podcast. Mm. But we do what we like to call that rapid fire that comedy shit. Mm-hmm. Where we just talk about we go we go real quick, talk about a couple more things going on in the world. We just, we'll spend about a minute and then we'll run through them all. Let's get it, Joey. Uh the Expendables gang is getting back together after seven years. Why aren't they all dead yet? I don't this is like the the reboot to re the original reboot movie. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah, like, this we is. didn't ask for it in the first place. <laughs> then they made three of them, and then they decided that oh, what this needed was a was a seven year layoff and restart, <laughs> so they could be even older. I just want if they can get Jackie Chan in a movie and Wesley Snipes get another check, I'm gonna go watch it. Right. Why? I just don't understand why none of them die. Like, do they not understand what expendable means? <laughs> They don't understand the premise of uh, the expendable. Who is expendable? When these motherfuckers gonna expend Marcus? <laughs> well, they, they 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 live through it all. I guess that makes them the the super expendables. They are the cast of Fast and Furious. What's going on next, Joe? Um, a mom repeatedly punches a mountain lion with her bare hands to save her five year old son's life. A California woman has been called a hero by state officials. After she fought off a mountain lion with her bare hands. Whoop that cat ass. Yep. You got to beat that kitty up some. You got to beat that big pussy. <laughs> got to beat it up sometime, man. Hey, if it's coming after my baby, I'm punching it in the face. That's wow. The lion, lion dra- dragged the boy 45 yards before his mother came to the rescue. She ran 45 yards? Said she ran out of the house, started punching and striking the mountain lion with her bare hands and got him off her son. Wow. Yeah, that baby, that, that shit would have just took my son. Fuck that. <laughs> I'd have had a whole other child by the end of the week. <laughs> you just going to take somebody else's baby and start over again? I'm trying to figure I'm out. Right, I'm going right to the orphanage. I'm getting it the same name, too. They look just like him, don't it? <laughs> yeah. What you trying to figure out, Joey? I was just, how they, how they, how was it, like, are we sure this is the way it went down? This all sounds like who, is there no, there's no recording? Like who? This, Who verified this shit? Are we sure this isn't just like a, a child abuse cover up? Like, <laughs> so she beat the shit out of the baby and threw him out in the woods, and then got second thoughts and went and got him. No, it was just like it wasn't me. It, it was, was a mountain, mountain lion, lion, and I had killed it. I fought it off. <laughs> I beat that mountain lion to death. Mm, well, wildlife forensic scientists analyzed samples from the underneath the claws of the suspect lion carcass. And isolated traces of human tissue and blood with DNA profile that matched the young victim. So, okay. okay. All right. So they check. They checked it out. Okay. All right. What's going on next, Joey? Uh, Howard University is wiping out student debt for juniors and seniors. That's right. HU has decided that you know what we're gonna do. We can give them free education, but not you old folks. Yeah. Just the people going there now. If you're if you're a junior or senior. At Howard University, in the last two years, they're going to wipe out your debt. They're going to use funds from President Joe Biden's stimulus plan to Joe erase Biden? debt students owe the institution. You know who got that got that across his desk, right? Joe. <laughs> we you know did it, Joe. I'm dead. Who the hell, Joe? 
That was my Ka- that's, Ka- Kamala that's, Harris that's our Kamala Harris. That's Joey's yeah. Kamala Harris. That's horrible. That's a hot mess. But yeah, that's Kamala that. Harris walked in that office and said, "Hey, uh, remember that school I went to? How about we send them a check? Uh, we we could do something, right?" Then and he's like, "They'll call me black again." Instead of the first Asian Pacific Pacific Islander uh, vice president, I'll be the first black vice president again if you send this check over across town. And Joe was like, oh, that's all I got to do? All right, cool. Let's get the blacks back on our side. We got another year. I remember back when um, a few months ago, I mean, like a few years ago, when that kid was scamming the school for all that money. Yeah. That's all they did was just replace the money he took. Yep. Gave it back to him. They ain't do nothing crazy. <laughs> that kid, that kid was had fur coats on campus. You seen his Instagram? <laughs> shit was lit. Oh Bro. man, what else we got going on, Joe? Uh, Maryland State reports fewer than one thousand cases of COVID nineteen. As we total are, state we are under Maryland reported nine hundred and forty two new COVID nineteen new cases. cases. Yeah, and new. And nine new deaths, according to the state health department data released Monday morning. Doctors say eight hundred of eight hundred of them cases is in Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> they tongue kissing their like, cousins up in Frederick. You know what I'm saying? They doing all type of shit up in Frederick and Allegheny. All of those, <laughs> yeah. those areas. That's where all all the COVID is. All the COVID is out, out there. Eight of the cases came in PG though, but that was for different shit. Uh, <laughs> Governor Hogan says that uh, nearly all of them were Delta variant. Well, 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 it's coming down. It's going. COVID's going to get out of here soon, Joey. He did say uh, less than point zero one percent of vaccinated Marylanders have been hospitalized for COVID nineteen. So I don't want to hear none of y'all talk shit about Maryland no more. You tell, we're doing better than the rest of the whole country. All y'all shut up. Well, that's because our governor decided to do some thug shit, and he went and got his Asian wife. We pulled out of mothballs, and he got all those ventilators, and he got all those test kits, and he bought them all to Maryland. Said, "Fuck these states. It's all about the MD, baby. That's all we doing. We worry hey, about the MD." Every other state's governor had that same opportunity. They didn't have the connection that he had. Not not Cuomo. Cuomo had an opportunity to get some pussy. He wasn't talking. <laughs> Cuomo was, was, was like, "I'm gonna go touch somebody. I ain't worried about none of this shit. The COVID shit." Oh every man! Time he touched, every time he touched somebody, we got some new shit. Now we open, fully open. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We legal out here. <laughs> we out here. We in these streets. Y'all governor, y'all I, governor slipping. I got up there and I had to take my mask <laughs> off because I was the only one wearing one. Oh, you got COVID. Hilarious. Mm, my we, uh, my immune system is made of unobtainium. What else going on, Joey? Uh, so remember Tesla? Yes. Uh, Elon Musk. E, uh, old Elon um, is uh, their their cars are having some issues. Uh, another uh, Tesla hit an emergency vehicle apparently while using the autopilot driver assist feature, uh, adding to a problem that is already subject of federal safety probe. The Florida High, of course, it happened in Florida. The Florida Highway Patrol reported the accident just before five in the morning Saturday along Interstate Four in Orlando. No one was seriously injured, though the Tesla did narrowly miss hitting a state trooper as he left his car to assist another driver who had broken down on the highway. You know what the, you know those cars are playing as uh, as they're uh, speeding down the road? They coming up, they coming fast down them roads. Order, order, order. Ice Cube 
I don't know why this intro is so fucking long. For, for some reason, as much as expensive these cars are and how fancy they are, they sure seem to crash a lot. They crash because no one's driving them. But Marcus, <laughs> no. Marcus, this ain't this ain't in you know this ain't in Compton, right? This is in Florida. Yeah, it's in Florida, but they still saying fuck the police. They gotta say it all over America. T bone the cop car. The reference now, I got what you mean. <laughs> I got you now. Because all I heard was, fuck the police coming straight from the underground. I'm like, I'm thinking of Compton as soon as I hear that. But never mind, my fault. You're right. I'm sorry. This is, I, fucked, I fucked the joke up. I'm <laughs> Came straight out of Florida and into the state trooper's driver's side door. There you go. Yep. <laughs> they about to go straight to jail. <laughs> straight into jail. Oh, man. But... What else going on? What else going on, Joe? They're going straight into Robert. <laughs> they going to meet Robert. Oh my goodness, man, Joey! It has been fun this week. It's been real. It's been real fun. Ishmael Gainer, thank you for joining us, sir. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys, Thanks, bro. Thank all the patrons at the restaurant you were eating at uh, for joining us as well. The city, no the city of New York. Because uh, again, New York doesn't be quiet. New York ain't quiet for nobody. Mm. It isn't. It isn't. They Who? hear me doing this podcast. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, ASAP Ferg said, "I gotta close. I gotta close all these windows because New York ain't quiet for shit." Yeah, <laughs> That's how he started yeah. a whole fucking song. <laughs> oh man, but it has been fun, man. Thank you, Candace. Again, congratulations to Miss Candace August on her nuptials that are coming soon. We'll get you more details because you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna beat it. I'm beat it because you know what they're gonna say? They're gonna say, hey, "Does anybody have any objections?" To this marriage, and I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna go. Wait a minute. We're gonna make that video. Wait a minute. Is she young enough to get married? <laughs> Hilarious. Wait is she a young minute, baby. <laughs> you know what's funny? Candace was giving off Tamala Brown energy though. When she was like, she was up here. <laughs> she was giving off Tamala Brown energy. She was up in here, baby. You know. <laughs> <laughs> she you get you a cup of lettuce and you get you some tomatoes. And you and you get you a man. That's what you're you man. <laughs> you get oh. you a ring and you stay happy. Now y'all be blessed now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ishmael, you got anything going on up in New York? Anything you want to promote coming up, man? Um, yeah, no. I have my show at the Shrine on Sunday. I have my show at uh, Old Man Hustle on Saturday. Saturday, four p.m. Shrine six thirty. I'm at. Uh, I mean, you know, I got a bunch of shit. I'm in West Virginia on um, September twelfth at. The Indie on Main. Okay. Uh, show at eight o'clock. Um, yeah, man. So that's that's dope. And um, I'm at um. You stay safe out there. Wonderland Ballroom. I'm at Wonderland Ballroom. Wonderland Ballroom on um on the tenth with Yannick. Okay. September tenth. So um, yeah, man. Other than that, uh, my Instagram is Funny Guy Ish. If you guys like me, uh, please follow me. Um, I need like a hundred followers or like thirty followers to get to the next hundred. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if thirty people listening to this or two. Um, and two more is great. You know what I'm saying? That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. Get on there. Whatever. Follow him. Follow Ishmael. Funny yes. guy Ish is definitely a funny guy. I, I do watch his page every so often. He gets some great stuff going on up there, man. Ah, I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Joey, what you got going on, man? Uh, I will be at the Ugly Mug on September 9th. Beating okay. the fuck out of somebody. Beating somebody <laughs> ass. Possibly. I mean, hopefully he's <laughs> knows better than to... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna show another dick pic. Like, does that? What am I? What am I doing here? Why? Why? Whoop his ass on principle, Joey. Why would you fuck with me? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> you should like. I, I'm. 
I'm not I'm not a simple person to I'm not I'm not a dismissive person. I agree. When I he go to like, when I go like, to cookouts, the, the grandpa always sizes me up and says, you, "You got some size on you." I don't know why <laughs> these things happen. In case they gotta whoop some white man ass, they always look they, at you first. And I go, always get checked out by the bigger? old. I don't know why. You big? I can't fuck with you. Joey, I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna play whoop that trick as you start beating it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, whoop that trick. Get him. Whoop that trick. Get him. Whoop that trick. Get him. Get him. I'm gonna, do it to I'm gonna beat. bring out the platinum teeth and everything. I'm gonna beat to the beat. <laughs> oh man, oh man, and Joey, you can always find me as usual at the Ha Ha Hole in Fredericksburg, Virginia. You can see me every Thursday from four to nine. I'll be spinning tunes and having fun, man. And that's and you'll see me next week on the Dad Comedy Podcast, man. We got any special guests coming up in future, Joey? Uh, working on something. Working on a couple things. We'll see. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Put nope. that energy out yet until I've confirmed some things. Let's Don't see. pull the rabbit out the hat until the rabbit is ready to come, brother. I am DJ Marcus for Joey LaFaro, Candace August, Phil Avocado, Ishmael Gaynor. We are Dot Comedy. We will see you next time on the Dot Comedy Podcast.